Hello, Globus Theater. Welcome no, no, back. No, 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 no. Oh, excuse me. Gulen Globlin Theater. Welcome back for another beautiful month of the probably the spookiest month of all time. Scariest month you're ever going to live through. Easily the most That's scariest. That's why so many of our listeners bail on us for in October. They can't take this. They the just fright. can't take it. I mean, yeah, it's got to be it. You've never been afraid because, of course, Tim Murray is one of the few human beings who has an exoskeleton under his skin. Yeah, and that's I, just. I feel no fear. It's fears no fear. Fear is the mind killer. That's right. What, that's what I heard. You talk about it. You My mind's never died. You mentioned uh, how in the past before you got jumped by some people, they broke some ribs. But actually. You didn't break any. That was the weird thing. I did not even get a cracked rib, yet my lung collapsed. And it's because you have an exoskeleton. It didn't do me any skin. good that time. Yeah, it was a couple well, of days in the hospital. Yeah. Oh well. Eight grand. Eight. Gr- oh Jesus Christ! Great healthcare system we got here. That's the real spooky thing. That's what. Yeah, that's what stressed me out. I didn't care at all about the beating. Right. <laughs> I was just like, can you kick my ass again to reinflate it? Is there something we can do? Because <laughs> you know, Griff, tonight is the night. Feels so good to be alive. Can we talk about how monumentally inappropriate the music for Italian horror is? It's never scary. This is not an anomaly, Griff. This is how Italian horror works. Inappropriate, poppy, <laughs> like ballady music, and you're like, this is not getting me in the mood for horror. Yeah. Okay. I mean, usually you're used to, like, just kind of a synth track, maybe some spooky sounds, anything. But this is, like, disco pop rock. Yeah. And by it's... the greatest disco singer of our time, Keith Emerson of Emerson Lake. And I was always a Lake guy myself. I don't know. Keith Emerson was a little overrated for me. Lake is where it was at for me. You like the Lake. I don't know why. He got a huge chunk of the budget for this movie to make his shitty soundtrack. And I think it hurt the movie. I yeah, because you see, well, maybe it helped the movie because I've always said low budgets it makes you it makes you think and get creative. I mean, I'd say they did pretty good with you know carrying the story. They got some good characters in good here. Breasts. I was surprised. Italian ladies in the eighties got they're some killing, butt. They're killing it, man. Bravo, bravo, Italia. I you know I thought gelato had no fat in it, but I was wrong because there's fat in that ass. Appropriate for the pH fat. Yes, of we course. We are admiring the ass. Uh, the cottage cheese. The thing. other place the budget went to, of course, is mink coats. Yeah, well, a lot that's of them. The, if you're, that's a classy lady would have a mink right. coat. Right. You see people. I, you know, there is something about it. I'm going to get in. I think this movie. I'm going to get into my weird fetishes more into this movie because I was a lot of these <laughs> scenes in this movie were straight up porn for me. I yeah. enjoyed them. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the one yeah. scene where the girl, Jessica or whatever her name is, is, like, got the bathing suit that crisscrosses and her butt cheek was hanging out the top oh, of it. That. that was a really interesting look. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Was, was Janice, by the way. Janice. Yeah, that was good. You got six minutes of her doing her Shakira ass shake. Yeah, she was, that was a very, it was a callback to Flashdance, I think. Okay. Uh... Speaking of which, Flashdance. Flashdance. This, this movie was obviously inspired. Was one of its alternate titles is Slashdance. Yes. Uh, yeah, there was... I just remember, like, you weren't, you weren't even a gleam in your father's eyes. You weren't swimming in your daddy's balls at that time. Your brother wasn't even alive, I think, when this came out. 
what? 83, I believe, is when Flashdance came Not out. Not a single Hegeman baby boy was born. Okay, so Flashdance, for a brief moment, it was a very, um, I don't say iconic, but it was like influential. Right. As far as not movies, but style. Okay. Like 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 the 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 oversized shirts where you'd cut the collar, yep. and cut the sleeves, like that kind of shit. A lot of inspiration. Yeah, you it's coming back a little bit again. It was so big for a brief moment, and I shit you not, people. I'm gonna have Griff play a clip from this. There was a Charlie Brown special <laughs> called "It's Flash Beagle, Charlie Brown," <laughs> where Snoopy flash dances. I think I know this too. What the fuck? Like, it's so weird how they got so much right about the, the Halloween and the Christmas one. Those are classics. Yeah, they can never reattain that anymore because there's really are there any other memorable Charlie Brown specials after those two? I can't think of any. I watched the same ones there, over and over. There and is one. It's funny. This is the one thing I love about Charlie Schultz because Charlie the Peanuts get kids better than anyone because everybody the only sympathetic character in peanuts is charlie brown yeah. everybody else is a fucking piece of shit prick kids are piece of shit pricks right so yeah. there's one i remember i think it came out in the 70s i think it was based on like the comic strip where charlie brown is in a motorcycle race and he has to wear a pumpkin for a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic Charlie Brown. And then he wins, and the prize is a haircut. Charlie Brown is bald, obviously, yeah. and his dad is a barber. Oh, my God. So it's the classic Charlie Brown, like, this kick in the balls kind yeah. of moment. You, you won, but what did you yeah. really win? Which is the, that's just Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown just gets life. That's life. Right I used there. to be a really big fan of those comic strips. Yeah, they're great. Up. Like, I would go to the library, and I would check out Calvin and Hobbes, uh, something county, Bloomberry County or something. Bloom County. Bloom County. That was super big when I was a kid in, like, early 80s. That yeah. Garfield. Yeah, Garfield. Yep, grab yeah. that, too. Even Mondays, I hate him. We've already canceled him. But this guy is a complete piece of shit. The Dilbert, Dilbert guy. Yeah, he's a psycho. He's a fucking psychopath. He fits. He could be the killer in this movie. Yeah, he could. Because this, it's Halloween, by the way, people. If I've, I've said it a million times on Twitter, nobody cares. Yeah. But we care because, and we're going to have a hell of a time. I don't care if you're <laughs> not listening. We're going to have a fun time because these are fun movies. <clears throat> I explained, if you don't know what Giallo is, I explained it in our Kojak episode. You need to listen to it. It came out a few days ago. But basically, Griff, it's a murder mystery, right? Okay, and this is this is like, and it's a proto slasher. I mean, these were like kind of set the tone for what came in the '80s in America with Friday the Thirteenth and all those kind of movies. Okay. You know, kids fucking killers. I was gonna say it, it was shit. very homey with the you know '80s horror that I'm used to. Lots of tits, lots of asses, kids yeah. wanting to fuck, kids wanting to beat and the shit out of each other. punished for wanting to fuck. Yes, of course. You're not allowed to fuck. Not in the '80s, you weren't. Well, you probably won't be all too soon in uh, Italy because they just fought, uh, elected a far right extremist. So good luck with that, Italy. Well, they're, they're a Catholic country, mm. so they've got. Not going to be any more flash dances coming out of that country. I can tell you that much. Or slash dance, for that matter. Or stab dance, because the guy does stab people. Yeah, the person does. The person. I don't want to say any genders. Yeah, yeah. This is a gender neutral killer. Yes, of course. Um, uh, there, Lucci, 
Lucci. Oh, Lucci. Fulci, I Fulci. should say. Lucci or Fulci. This is one of his movies. Um, I hear people sometimes say he's like a genius, and I'm like, no, he's not. <gasps> genius of what? Exactly. Well, I'm not going to say he doesn't make entertaining movies. I was entertained by this movie. And Very I, much. I have a lot of Fulci movies in my collection. My Laserdisc collection. Of course. I mean, of course, there's Zombie 2, which everyone talks about with the shark and the zombie. I mean, he's <laughs> and he's, I, he's not inept. I mean, I think he makes a competent movie. I mean, there's yeah. some interesting shots in this movie. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff I liked about the movie. I mean, I thought the soundtrack was fun for the fact that it's like, you know, a well, dancing. That's the whole thing was so much of the budget went to the paying Keith Emerson that they got their money's worth because they yeah. played the fuck out of these like four songs oh yeah especially the one we're gonna hear on our trailer right <laughs> which sets the mood great though yeah i mean i got i hopped into this movie you just have a bunch of half naked women dancing to these poppy songs and yeah. just like oh okay or I should say more like disco rock because that was yeah yeah very bright songs uh, but yeah, we've got a cool detective with an oral fixation. Yeah, Dete- Lieutenant Gorgeous. It's like That's what I thought his name was throughout the movie. It's, it's gorgeous. Like Columbo got a divorce. They, I, there's something about. I listened to a, there's a. I don't know why there was no director's commentary because Fulci's dead, by the way. Okay. But there was a like cinematographer, like or like no, it was the lighting guy. Lighting guy. Lighting guy. And they were talking with him, but I did pick up some nuggets that I'm gonna sprinkle throughout. But I'm glad you pointed that out because he was an influence on Lieutenant Gorgeous. Yeah. Columbo. So he's far more bitter at this point. That's why I say clearly. It's, it's kind of, actually, when you think about it, it's kind of a combination of our two favorite cops. Yeah. Because there's some Kojak in him, too. Yes, he's very he's short. He's not afraid to slap people. He's short with people. He slaps the fuck out of the kid later. <laughs> who so deserved it. If you like a detective who, you know, is into corporal punishment, this is the movie for you. It's, it's never wrong when it's a rich white kid. Right, exactly. And it's a familiar face, wasn't it? No, that was a different That was a different guy. kid. But we yeah. do have a couple I, I, familiar I, I, faces. I, but there, there's a lot, a lot of, I don't know. I don't want to seem racist. Italians look the same to me. There's a <laughs> lot of people. I was like, who is that? Yeah, yeah, I got confused, too. So, I mean, it would have been so right if it was the character from uh, our last yeah. House at the Edge of the Park. House at the Edge of the Park. Because David has beat the shit out of this character. Yeah, but... was, you know what? I get some young uh, Christopher Walken vibes off that guy. Yes. You see it? Yeah. yeah, I see that. Yeah. And I then think... we have Jaretta Jaretta. Jaretta Jaretta. Or, or, or it could be Jaretta Jaretta. I don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah. But, yeah, the only black woman that shows up in these. He's wasted in this movie. She only has, like, three lines. I really liked her. Like, even though she was used sparse, sparsely, sparsely, Sparely, parsley, sparingly. parsnips, carrots. We'll, we'll get celery. We'll get celery. To that <laughs> uh, but I really liked her tension with, uh, like, the opera or lead instructor of our team. Choreographer. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Candace, Candace. and Marge. Margie. Margie. Yeah. I really liked the tension between those two. Well, yeah, because there's a lot. Since it's a detective story, there's a lot of red herrings, a lot of false leads. Yes. We don't know who. Is doing this until the end, right? It's 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 actually a pretty interesting ending. I will say, I I liked it. It boils down to a good old life lesson that uh, well, I mean, everyone knows it. So yeah. By the way, Jaretta uh, Garetta, I'll just call her that. I'll say both. I like that. She'll have a more prominent role in next week's movie, which we'll talk about at the end. Good. So, all right, you know. I have a soft spot for Italian schlock cinema, and the problem with them are trailers. 
Because when they made these movies, they didn't want people to know these were Italian movies because then people wouldn't go see them. It's like, I'm not going to see a movie where there's dubbing. So they never have anyone speak in any of the trailers. So we're going to just give you, I think, Griff, there's one for the VHS that's 54 seconds. I think that's the perfect amount. Hell yeah. Because there's another one that's like two and a half minutes. Yeah, if it's just noises and shit, I don't want people to have to succumb right. to that. It, like, well, no, it's 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 you get another great Keith Emerson song, the one that I wanted to open with, but uh, I don't want yeah. to, I wanted to spread it out, much like Fulci does. I want to spread these songs out. You got to let them breathe. So you're going to get another great Kem- Kemerson. Kemerson. <laughs> yeah, Ralph Waldo Emerson uh, song. For the trailer, for this, the beginning of Halloween, it's Murder Rock, Dancing Death, a.k.a. Slash Dance. When you saw this movie for the very, very first time, recently, recently, was, yeah. Oh I wow! I heard of this movie. I just I picked it up for like three bucks in some bargain bin on DVD. What was, ten years ago? Probably. What was the title on it? Was it Murder Rock? It's Murder Rock. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you found out about Slashdance later. Yeah. Because I know you're a big Flashdance guy, actually, and you do buy every offshoot of Flashdance. Right. Anything Flashdance related, I picked it up. Crash Dance. Starring Crash Davis from uh, Field of Dreams. The only thing I know, it's weird because I've never seen Flashdance, yet somehow, like I said, it was in it's in the national psyche. Like, yes. You, I feel like I have seen it. Like It's like uh, this, all the great songs from your youth that are sold into commercials now. It's like you yeah. see images from that in... Right. You know, I've never seen it, but this is my guess is what it is. Yeah. She's a working class uh, dancer. Has to be. Bruce Springsteen type. And she meets a rich guy, and he's condescending to her, treats yes. her like shit. Yes. Yet, that's, of course, we've, as we learned, you must love the people that treat you like shit. So right. eventually, he comes to respect her. Right. And, and, you know, lets her dance. It's an earned respect. Right. Because he is, like, at the peak of his life, and then he starts realizing, oh, shit, I suck. Right. Well, we have no tales like that in this movie, Murray. Well, the only thing I remember about it is, is Lee Ving, the lead singer of Fear, Plays the guy, the, like the shitty manager of the strip club, the non-strip club she works at. I don't think she ever gets naked. Right, she just dances and gets water splashed on her. Yeah. Okay, so she was kind of. Oh, that explains yeah. some of the scenes in this movie yeah. well, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Influential. Well, Murray, like I said, we're opening up fucking hot rock music straight out of paranoia. It's coming for you. I'm Palmer's I'm about to come Lake? because this is a really. Hot fucking scene. I know we've gone over many times my 80s fetish that I have, which technically I don't really, I don't think people know what a fetish is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people misuse the word. I forget how It's like hero. People don't use it. A fetish, from what I know, is something you have to have in order to get off. I thought that was kink. I think they're one and the same. No, they're separate. Fetish, no, fetish I know is something you have to have. Yeah. Like, 
So I have preferences. I don't have a fetish, which I'm glad because it seems like it'd be tortured. I have to have a fetish. Like I can't come unless like like we yeah. talk about shrimping. Right. So it would be like I have to suck a woman's feet while I'm fucking her to, yeah, come, yeah. to get it up. Like, no, I don't have And it. if you think about it, even the Karma Sutra doesn't have any logistical way for that to happen without another person or a severed foot in the picture. Well, it's very hard to figure out. It's not that hard. It's very hard to figure out. Well, I guess... It's not in the Karma Sutra. I, did. I guess... I don't know. I photoshopped so, the whole like, look, photocopy. So, like, look, like, I... When I say I have 80s fetish, no, I don't want to date a chick that looks like Madonna in 1985. Yeah. But... In the bedroom every once in a while, I think I'd be into that. <laughs> so I was loving this scene because yeah. it was so eighties. The guy, the girl. I mean, it was like the hair, the fucking leotards with the leg warmers. I fucking love it. I never realized that I'm in. That I only realized a few years ago. <laughs> I'm really into chicks that wear eighties like workout gear, like the flash yeah. dance look. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know why, but I like it. And Just, apparently, it's like a it's like a a subgenre of porn right now. Oh boy. And I don't know, whoever, if you know what the, that's called, like when they say shrimping is foot thing, let me know because I want to check out more of this shit. Cause I don't know what the first, the, yeah. this is 80s workout. I don't right. know. I feel like you would stumble on a lot of words that brings you to like amputee type situations, like leggers, uh, leggings. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. So like, yeah, let me know. <laughs> but so yeah, I'm loving this scene. It's great. These yeah. girls are hot. They're Close-ups of butts, running. Pelvic thrusting everywhere. Yeah. Sweat. Or like, conditioner. <laughs> either everywhere. way, that makes it even hotter. Hair flipping back. The girls look like they're, they're orgasm while they're working out here. Right. It, it's intense scene. Right. And we're seeing that this is a very intense workout. They've been at it for seven hours today. And we got Greta Greta playing Margie going, five, six, seven. That's all she says. Five, six, seven, eight. Go, go. One, two, three, four. And they're just dancing their hearts out. Yeah, so Margie's there to coddle everybody. You are fucking amazing. Each one of you is my sweet baby star. You're all going to make it I to also, the very top. We got top. a little ahead of ourselves. I want to point out there's a, when we have the opening song, we get a nice, we get some shots in New York and some nice little inner city kids breakdancing. Oh, yeah, that's right. The one kid yeah. was doing like a weird walk with yeah. his arms under yeah. his. That kid could fuck and put a foot in his mouth at the same yes. time. His own foot. That would really be rough if you yep. have a foot fetch for your own feet. <laughs> I, I couldn't see it happening, but the woman, I don't think it's that hard. So we also get introduced to Candace here, and I just told you, Margie is the bear to coddle everybody. Candace is there to bring them back to reality. Right. Candace, who she was in full cheese uh, zombie too, she's the woman who gets her eye impaled on the shard of wood. Ugh. Ugh. And apparently she was in Purple Rain. I don't remember her in Purple Rain. I've never seen Purple Rain. She play I maybe she played Prince's mom. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, she's she's kind of like got a milfy kind of vibe to her. I was into her. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, she's the bad cop to the good cop that's Margie. Because yeah. Margie believes she's tough love. Margie believes in encouraging people, which you should be doing. And so there's always this tension between them. Yeah. I mean, Margie knows the name of every single lighting person, the dance guy, uh, you know, the music guy. She knows everybody. She shakes their hand, you know, looks, looks them in the eye. Candace comes in. Ice well, queen. I got to tell you, the uppers don't really care for it that much. Yeah, yeah because there's, like a, okay. there's like a control room where these pervy guys are watching these young girls. And they do have cameras under them <laughs> yeah. to the side of them. Like in the locker room, in the bathroom, they have. This is this not a good situation. This movie inspired uh, cam, cam, whatever with the chicks, webcams, webcams with yeah, the chicks. Okay, yeah. OnlyFans. Uh, sure. Did you know? I just found out. You remember <laughs> that that chick uh, 
that pretended to be black. The chick who pretended to be black. She was like, she, yeah, Rachel something or other. No clue. Where she uh, got in trouble. She was like working for the NAACP. That's how why it got so like controversial. She's a white woman who says she identifies as a black person. Okay. And so she like, I think she like tanned or some shit to make herself look black. She's got an OnlyFans now. I got to say, I was shocked. She's got a pretty good body because she's. Her face is beat to hell. It's rough. <laughs> I mean, she's the epitome of a butterface. But Rachel, whatever your name is, bravo on the body. It looks good. Especially for a woman in her 40s. <sighs> oh. Anyway. To, to get back on track with our movie here, everyone, I mean, they actually probably needed it after a long day of working out. They get the ice thrown on them by Candace. And we see that we have two different uh, different uh, dancers here. Well, one dancer and one... Actually, I think they were both dancers. They were Billy both Susan? dancers, yes. Yeah. The men were not looking hot. They had the sweatpants yeah. and looking bad. Yeah, they have the strip club sweatpants on. They're trying to... Right. Yeah. And Willie, familiar face, he was the guy that has to beat the shit out of. Yep. And, and he's got, in my opinion, the hottest chick in the movie, Susan, who's also the best dancer. Right. And they're like, hey... Can't, uh, Margie, we're going to stick around and work on our steps. Wink. <laughs> and Margie's like, oh, I know. And poor Bob the Cripple, he's in charge of the lighting and everything. He's like, fuck, I got to stay. I want to fucking get, you know, go home. Clearly, this guy's not into the cuxing, too, because he probably is into Susan. He's got to watch these two basically fuck each other on the dance floor. Right. Just the worst situation ever. Right. It's like, I, I literally have two left feet. She's right. never going to want to fuck right. me. And then we cut to the control room, and sure enough, they're talking about, too, oh, they're staying late. We're going to definitely make sure the cameras have that defogging glaze on them but so they, we get some good yeah, shots. But unfortunately, they know that, and they go to the locker room. But, yeah, so we go in, and we see meet Dick. Perfect name for this guy, because he's a dick. And he's just there to basically fuck young girls. Right. This is, this is the old, this is the 80s. We could do that. Still. Right. And his two buddies... You never notice there's something important going on. We're never told what it is. Yes. Is, is it a TV show? Is it a movie? Is it a theatric, like a theater thing? It's something where they need dancers. Right now. And only three of them. And it's been pushed up like five weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. So, I mean, and Candace is like, if I had two weeks, they'd all be ready. Well, we don't have two weeks now. And we only need three. And Dick's trying to tell them, make sure the kids don't catch wind. And Candace's like, the kids already know. The competition is fierce at the Arts for Living Center. And by the way, at this point, Dick is not even listening to Candace because, A, she's a woman. B, right. he's on, or she's under B, him. she's a woman over 30. Yes, she's under him in yeah. more than one way. And he's yeah. busy just working the dial, zooming <laughs> in on Susan's ass as she runs and plays. Well, like, it was a great ass. I don't blame him. Yeah, and so we're like, so... We're like, oh my god, this is this is awful. Yeah. Only three kids. Candace, these kids are dancing their hearts out. Right. Candace knows each and every one of these kids, even though she's the ice queen, and she's telling them these kids are going to tear each other apart to get this part. Right. Everybody in my class wants to be the top three. All right. So now we move to the locker room where Willie and Susan are making out. This is where we get a weird. I was like, wait, is this some kind of 1984 dystopian movie? Because yeah. a PA alert goes off and then the lights start blinking. A very robotic voice says, yeah. the school will be shut down in 15 minutes. And the light, you said the light, light starts going on and off, on and off. Yeah. 
And I, I mean, obviously, it's to set the mood for like horror. But yeah, it, it would. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we could stop school shootings if we instituted this thing. Look, this is. I I I hate to say it, but I did see Ted Cruz bring up one good point. I watched the movie Slash Dance, and it worked out perfectly. No kids in that school. No gunmen in the school. Yeah. They, well, kids got killed, just not with guns. But that's okay. Okay. That's okay. That doesn't affect our Second Amendment. Exactly. Right. Okay. So you could fucking Willie's horned up. You can tell he's wearing sweatpants. Yes. So he's ready to fuck. And it's like Susan's like, no, we'll get caught in the girls' uh, locker, girls locker room. room. Yeah. You're gonna might lose your part. That's right. And so, he, so he's like, and we're hearing ten minutes. I'm gonna go take a shower. How about just leave? Like just leave. Like, Susan's getting him all fucking ready because she's saying, "Oh, my parents are out of town. We have the whole fucking house to ourselves. We can go right. there, liquor cabinet. I got the key for. We're gonna have a fucking great night." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go shower real quick." And Susan's like, "I'm gonna go shower too." Right. What? It's what? ten minutes. Horned like, up teenagers worrying about showering. Lather up. What the fuck is this? Get dressed. You can't do that in ten minutes. Leo. Was it Leo? Leo. Lucci. Who Lucci. directed? Fulci. Fulci. When was the last time you were a kick? That's Come somebody you probably a long time because he, he he's actually in this movie and I'll point him out. Oh, he's like Hitchcock. He does a little cameo appearances nice. in this movie. So we get a nice little scene that where Susan opens her locker and there's a Mickey Mouse doll for some reason and she takes it out. I guess it's to show her uh, how innocent she yes, is. Yes, yes. She is about to gobble a guy's dick later, but she's still such a sweet baby. She kisses her Mickey Mouse right. toy and puts it back and in the locker. Takes the sweaty, hot leotard off. And this is, this is a great scene. I fault you. This was a great scene. We get a nice butt shot. She's totally naked, just wearing the leg warmers. I loved it. Yes. She wore them almost into the shower. Yes. Like, is she gonna and I'm glad she took them out. You don't want sog- you don't want you want leg warmers, not like soggers. Yeah. You don't yeah. want soggy <laughs> leg warmers. So she does take them because she's want because it's a hot look. So she wanted to just, you know. That is my favorite Emerson like and Palmer song. Soggy Soggy Leg Warmers. Leg warmers. Leg yes. soggers. Leg soggers. Yeah, and then she's getting ready. The it's scalding hot. The shower was already running. I think Tango and Cash had been there earlier. It has to be. And then we we get the POV shot of the killer. Yeah, she drops the soap. He turns around for some reason, and there it is. And then we get a close up because they 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 spell it out for us of a like a gauze with some like piss on it or something. Yes. I mean, we gotta let you know it, it's chloroform, but so they made it yellow so yeah. you know there's something on it. It's like you have to put on the Mexico filter to let the American right. audience know Mexico. Right. Because then, if the Americans realize that Mexico looks the same as America, it'll blow at least half the country's mind. Right. And so she puts a chloroform. But very nice of the killer, by the way. I mean, it, it, like she's not. She's gonna painlessly die. Oh, oh, right. Doesn't have to feel the needle. Right. Going, the celery being forced. So she into well, her she passes. Yeah, she passes out. We get. Great lighting on the tits. Great, like, beating of sweat on them. Great Damn. job. Like, Fulci does have some talent. Close, close, close up of the nipple. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of great nipples in this. There's a lot of great breasts in this. This is this is the era where, like, there were women. Their jobs were just to show their breasts. I'm... I'm we, like, these women, what are they doing now? They're out of a job. They stopped eating gelato. That's what's the problem. You got to eat more gelato. And by the way, they're not huge breasts. They're nice breasts. Ladies, you don't have to have giant breasts, right? They're nice. So we have to set up the fact of there's a very distinct way to kill these people. Yes. This 
uh, killer uses a hat pin, a, like a very ornate. It's got a lion's head with ruby eyes. Yep. And we get a nice shot. It's right in focus of the hand in the the black glove holding hand the, and glove. And then it's like we get the doom, 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 doom of Susan's heart. And then we get what the fuck was this? We get the Foley guy just went out of control and started just tearing celery apart. Did they have a pitch meeting over what the sound of someone getting stabbed? Well, is there is no sound. sound. Like? That's the problem. Unless it's like a like kind of sound, right? But you have to do something. That would have been fine. You just <laughs> you know what they could have done? What I just did? Bite into a peach. Yep. That sounds exactly like it. Sounds like you're giving oral sex to a woman. And you're stabbing her in the heart with a hat pin. I hate that you show up to every episode, two <laughs> hundred something straight episodes now with three peaches, just in case. We I need, need my Foley. vitamin C. You need the vitamin C for some of these long episodes, and then you're just like, we we might need some Foley work in here. <laughs> yes. If you're not clicking around a cough drop like I'm doing now, you're yeah. eating a peach. Right. So we hear that, and then we and then we doom doom, and then she's dead. Poor little dead. girl. And then we fa- nice shot. We go up. There's a mirror. Why are there mirrors? Like, I bet Dick has like cameras everywhere. I've, I've already life. set this up because he 100% has cameras everywhere. He's probably watching the murder masturbating. 100% enjoying the fuck out of this. Because it go, the pans up, and then the nice little thing, like the fog just covers the mirror. We, it, it's like we've forgotten what Susan's a human being. She's well, just a piece of meat. Like, Dick is a guy, if he didn't have the leverage he had, he would not get laid ever. This dude looks like shit. He's yeah. fucking old. He's where to toupee. Like Robert Vaughn. Yeah, Robert Vaughn. I know him. <laughs> I'm just agreeing with you to get through this. But yeah, he's in the middle of the hot 80s. He's got cocaine everywhere. He's got all... He's just That's like why paranoia's coming from him, because he's high on coke. Right. And he's just... He's got the cameras. He's got the mirrors. He's, he's fucking half the girls in the locker room, probably. And then... This was a nice thing. The, the, the lighting guy pointed us out. We get the flashing lights, and then we get a, a, a transition where we get flashing light of a camera from the cops taking oh, a picture of Susan. That is really good. I like right. it. And this is where we meet, I think, my favorite character in the movie, Lieutenant Gorgeous Borges. Oh, my God. The Gorge is Sex, gorgeous. If you gorgeous. are really into Wolfman Jack, you will love this guy. He's, he's like an Italian Wolfman Jack. Yeah. And he's got his... Uh, partner slash advisor professor davis with him couldn't figure out how this guy was involved i thought he might be an instructor at the school but then i realized it's not a school it's a center of arts and they're surveying the scene and this is a nice little touch professor not professor lieutenant borges he loves nuts must have got like quit smoking or something something i think there was like something on the cutting room floor where we got really into his backstory that yeah he just quit smoking like Right, right when it gets the call that he has to report to the art living center or whatever, yeah. and he's just like, "Man, this was a terrible day to give up smoking." And then he right. grabs a bag of pistachios, right? And there, and he he's prepared because they're already cracked. There, he's, there's no shells, he's right? Like, I think while he's listening to people, he's got a hand in his pocket and he's cracking them, okay. and then transferring them to another pocket. So he's got shells in one, nuts in the well, other. Yeah, I, I believe he's that talented. And we learn, we learn, as the detectives learn, that Susan was chloroformed. And so he's like, I, get me, who, who was at the fucking uh, the school that night? I need to, to talk I need to, to talk to everybody. Where's the instru- like, where's the main choreographer lady? Yeah. Like, come on, what, what's going and on? And Marge is like, she's not here. She's never here. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one that cares about these kids. Cut to another gratuitous nudity scene. Candace, hot out of the shower. Oh, yeah. And she gets a call, and it's just a, it's an obscene phone call. 
No one is disturbed in this movie when they get a call with somebody moaning. Because it was natural back then. It oh, was. okay. It was. Have you ever gotten an obscene phone call? Uh, I, a few, actually. <laughs> back in the old 535-4659 Yeah, I got yeah. it once myself, and I was probably like 14 or 15. Yeah. And by the way, I was born with this voice. I've always had a deep voice. So I don't know what this guy was thinking, but I'm like, hello? I want to eat your pussy. I'm like, you know I'm a guy? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you and then I just hung up. That, but yeah. Me God, too. That, what, what did they say to you? What was the obscene phone No, call it was you? just moaning. Oh. It, I, like, I guess they didn't know that they like called somebody or something or the phone clicked through. So it was just heavy breathing. And that happened a couple different times. <laughs> God, yeah, thank God for caller ID because that's what that's all people, all fucking teenagers did was a. Sorry, fuck the jerky boys. I hate prank phone pranks. Yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. I remember that was a that was a tough time. Yeah. So we got some tits hot out of the shower. Yeah, they're looking good. I don't care. She's over forty or something. I'll still fuck her. (laughs) Very. I'm trying. To, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be more enlightened. That's Jeff. right. Yeah. I learned from the Kojak episode we did a few days ago. That's you learned all your life lessons. He Kojak. did. He's my, my guiding star. And Door rings. It's fucking dick. That fucking dick. Yep. And they start discussing business and everything. And he—he's like, is this going to affect our like the show? Like, he doesn't give a shit about these kids. Right. Candace starts in. Uh, I know how you don't like to mix business and pleasure. While she's rubbing lotion on her breast. Yeah, just <laughs> robe open. Because we get a nice shot. It's like I think it's like I think we're seeing a mirror of her because he's like in the doorway looking in. Yeah. Apparently, they must have a relationship before because she's fine being totally nude in front of Dick. Right. If you can understand people when they're using not the exact language they're using, yes. They had a relationship and she even points out like, you've been fucking around with Susan, Janice, all these people and I believe this is where Dick says, I haven't even fucked Susan yet. I No, yeah. I think he's admitted to fucking Janice. Yes, he has admitted to fucking half of them, even Willie. He's like, I'm still working. I was still working on Susan. It's tragic. Yes. Tragic that she died because I wanted that ass. Phone rings again. It's Bob. He's just like... This was good because... The phone rings, and Candace asks Dick to answer the phone. He's like, fuck that. And he looks at the phone super nervously. He's just yeah. terrified of the phone. Yeah. Why should he, I, what is he up to? Why is he nervous? Why Why should I answer your phone? I'm at the, And he's adjusting his <laughs> collar and everything. It's like, why are you sweating over a fucking phone call? Maybe he thought his wife was calling. Is Dick married? And he's fucking around with Candace and Janice. And, and Jill and, and Jill. Gloria and Susan. By the way, none of these women were ever in another movie. Oh. I could, I could have seen them naked one more time. But, you know, <laughs> Maybe they played a boob double or butt double in another that movie. That could be. That might be. Hmm. One day you're going to be sitting there, oh, that's Janice's butt. Yeah, Susan's tits. <laughs> so, yeah, get a call from Bob. He tells her Susan's dead. The, the police want to see you. Get down to the school. And, of course, we get another zoom in on Dick's face, and he looks beside him. Like, he is a dick white. Face. Yeah, he goes white in the face. Uh, so you're like, wait, what? But you know, Griff, the show must go on. So we cut to the they're, they're working on the routine again. The Janice is now in the top position. Yes, and they're just dancing their ass off, except one person, Willie. He Ooh. is fucking furious. He still has the erection from last night, and he's pissed off about it. The the blue he, balls you have to have when your girlfriend gets murdered. Right, and you were you were finally going to seal the deal. The parents were away. That's right. And he's pissed. So he's like, how can you guys dance when I didn't get laid last night? 
Right. Candace has to come in, calm everyone down, because Margie, as great as she is, this is not her situation. She's not going to be able to take control of the crowd again, or her dancers again. Right. So Candace comes in and starts promoing these people. Excuse me, are you guys the best of the best, or are you just some uh, recreational dancers? You're the fucking best. When life gives you lemons, you dance. When you get hit by a car, you fucking dance. When your friend and the best dancer in this group dies, you fucking (laughs) dance on a goddamn grave. Because there's no humanity in this dance studio. No time to cry. There's no crying in baseball, and there's no crying in dancing. You cannot stop. By the way, this is kind of like the mentality, like, dance schools have yes and i just want to say why dancing is the biggest waste of fucking time of all time if there's anybody that has a like a young daughter right now that wants to get into dancing stop her say take up an instrument because if there's no money in dancing there's just not all you're gonna have is a daughter that has an eating disorder and it's gonna wind up on the pole that's all you're gonna have because that's the only thing you can do with a dance background is be a stripper and make some money you don't want that all right Maybe if we were the best thing you could be is like a Beyonce backup dancer. I was gonna say in the days of music videos, you could have gotten all the music videos. But you know they didn't get paid shit back then. So like backup dancers don't get paid. Shit. It's not like no. the '30s where you could be a song and dance person. Those right. days are over. Those days are so over. Cut it out. Tell your daughter no. You can't be a dancer. <laughs> it's a waste of time. So now we know we got Borges on the case, and he's going to be talking to everybody around the you know whole fucking get, dance studio. Get the usual suspects, right? And he's got to pay a visit to Dick. Do they meet up at the restaurant first, or is yeah, this- they meet up at like yeah restaurant. This is a great scene because Borges just sits himself down in front of Dick. Yes. And he just apparently Dick likes two coffees because he had there's a coffee for Borges there too. That's right, very much like uh, Randy or whatever our cop was who was working with Keenan Ivory Wayans who gets two coffees and Keenan goes, "I don't want a coffee." He goes, "These are for me." <laughs> and Borges, like you said, oral fixation. He is loving this coffee. He's he li- he's like. Is this, he, a, is this Denny's? Is this he, Denny's? Are we in a Denny's? Did I walk into a Denny's? No, but it's Denny's brand. Like a fucking horse, too. He's eating sugar cubes. Just he literally puts his fingers in it and like wipes the fucking coffee and sucks his fingers. Very interesting. I'm not even making that up. Very interesting. And he starts grilling about Susan. Like, Susan's pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it seems like, you know, a guy like you in your early 50s, toupee, awful glasses, you wear suits, you're... You got a lot of power, though. Right. So you're fucking these women. What about Susan? You fuck Susan? Have you ever fucked Susan? And that's when he's, like, finger in his mouth, getting that right. all that Denny's <laughs> coffee at. God, I haven't had a Denny's in so long. And he's like, look, Lieutenant, I was very fond of her. She was like a daughter to me. Uh, there's no way I could do this. Yeah. But I think that we... You 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 heard about our security system. It's foolproof. There, somebody had to have access to the school. Right. I think to right. have done this. And I was there. I was fucking another dancer at the time. Right. Just like Columbo, you have a lead suspect feeding our detective some stories. You know, just trying to get him to go one way. And this is where we get a nice. Okay, we had an intense scene. Time for some levity, Murray. Right. Because it feels so good to be alive. And we get Janice, who's number two. and Number two on my list as well. And she's got this crazy Vampirella kind of outfit yes, on. very much Vampirella. And she's just dancing her heart out. She's dancing in front of a fucking sprinkler for some reason. It's like that one that goes... Great Foley work on that. That was good. You got to admit. That was good. Very dark nightclub. 
it's it's a it's a tasteful nightclub. She doesn't get naked. There's a piano with a spotlight in the background. Right. Very tasteful. Tons of butt thrusts, pelvic thrusts. She did the windshield wipers across her butt cheeks too. Yeah, that it was, was good. It, it was great. Now I see why she's gonna get the part. Yeah, she's amazing. Right. I mean, Dick's seen this. He's like, this girl can fucking windshield wiper her butt cheeks all fucking day. So that's her night job because, as we learned, like, as I just said a couple minutes ago, Can't only jobs these girls have are being whores and strippers. <laughs> so she goes home for the day, yep. the night, and uh, this is—I believe as she's walking down like the hallway for her apartment building, yeah. you, you start seeing a blinking light. That's the calling card for the killer in this movie. That's what we've been led to believe. Yeah, yeah. and so we're like focusing on that. She seems to be kind of nervous and everything. Unlocks her door, walks in, notices that there's a like a cigarette still burning in her ashtray. Yeah, there's a couple cigarettes. She doesn't immediately scream and run out of the yeah. room. She, hey, is anybody here? <laughs> well, that's what you probably would think. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe. And she she walks out, and it's fucking Willie. Before she says hi to her canary, Dee Dee. Yes, of course. And then she walks out, and there's there's look, uh, looking despondent. It's like I could have gotten laid last night. He's just wrecked. Still got an erection. Right. Do you see this? I've had blue balls for two hours oh, or God. two hours, two days now. God, he's a real victim of this fucking movie. <laughs> And he, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like, you know what? Hey, I got a picture. Or what better misdirection than poor old me with my with my fucking erect penis for the last two days because right. my girlfriend died right before she said that she was going to go fucking nuts on me. Right. And she's like, you know what? I got a picture. You could jerk off to the picture, Susan. Yeah. I got you guys that picture you made me send and her butter everywhere. And then she goes to the room and the picture's ripped off the wall. That's funny. Did you already take the picture? And then as she goes back out, he's gone. So now, of course, things are getting creepy. And we see outside, or was it in her apartment, the lights start blinking again. I think it was in her apartment. Yeah. And she goes, she's like, and then she looks out the door. No, I think she, yeah, she looks out the door to see where Willie is. And Willie's like gone. Right. And now everything's getting spooky. And so she actually tries to call out to Willie. Have you taken up smoking again? Because, of course, yeah. the cigarettes. She right. thought it was Willie, but now it's like, wait, this isn't making any sense. Right. And then she hears in the background, it sounded nothing like a bird. It sounded like a cat or something. Something happened to a cat. Yeah, it was a cat. And she's like, Dee Dee? No! And she runs back, and then I'll, I'll give Fulci points, because we say it about these fucking Italians. They love animal abuse. They do. This was a totally fake as fuck looking canary, so yeah. I'll give him points. And that hat pin is pierced right in the heart of the poor canary. Oh, boy. You heard the celery. You knew it got to the heart. <laughs> and, which is weird because when you you stab a bird, it does sound like celery. That is weird. Yeah, I... They have very crunchy innards. <laughs> and so... she's like, no, Dee Dee. And she turns around like, oh. And then we see like the, I think, did we see like a, the gloved hand in the foreground or we just see her looking at somebody? I No, we don't see the gloved hand and everything. We see her getting with back against uh, the window and everything and someone's approaching Sleeved her. gloves, by the way. Sleeved, fully. Yeah. No finger or yeah. no uh, sleeveless. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're getting her terrified, lights blinking behind her outside, and then we just cut away. To... Well, she goes up to like a window, and then she's like, "Nah." We see it through like it's like a, a smoked glass window, oh, okay. and she's like, "No," so we know she's getting killed. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she just lets the person kill her. She doesn't even try to fight. Well, you know, she's been dancing all night. She's probably tired. Now we cut to a very bizarre scene. We see Candace in this very diaphanous, like flowing dress. Diaphanous. Hey man, you reached into the fucking yeah. 
God damn, you got a word calendar or something going? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, excellent. And she's in a parking garage. Yeah. And she's running from this handsome man all in black holding that fucking hat pin. We're like, there's a killer. They just told us right away. This is weird. This is like David Lynch style, uh, yeah. you know, uh, storytelling. I'm glad you brought it up because it turns out it's a fucking dream. It is a goddamn Just dream. Just as she's about to get stabbed by this man, she wakes up screaming. She was wearing like, uh, wasn't it like some kind of sheer white dress? So you got to see. Yeah, you saw everything. Yeah. Saw everything. Patrick Stewart, big fan of this movie. Patrick Stewart. He has a whole ongoing bit from uh, the Ricky Gervais show where he loves seeing women naked. Well, who doesn't? And all of his, like, he's always talking about how he's going to do a show where he just gets to use Professor X's powers to declothe women. Declothe women. So now uh, she's she goes to the school. This is where Borges finally meets Candace. <laughs> Let's just... No. she He arrives at Janice's place. <gasps> and we get a nice fucking shot again of the fucking strobe light. And then it's like a flashlight. Or not flashlight, a camera light from the cops. So that's like a running thing they have in this thing. Okay. And he's talking with uh, Davis. And he's like, Professor, like, you know what's going on with this? This is the second murder. And he's like, well, get this. Now, this is the third murder because they kill the canary. <laughs> and like, Borges is like, whoa, keep this between us. Don't let any, don't release this to the newspapers. This is you and me. Does a thing where he puts the key, like the fake key in his mouth, and throws yeah, it yeah. away. It's like, shield. They fucking scissor their hands. <laughs> and, and, and then it's like, all right, mum's the word. I won't tell anybody. Right. So after we see them uh, gather all the evidence at Janice's place, we head over to the school, the learning center. Yes, this is where it is. We get all the fucking punk-ass kids. Oh, yeah. And these kids are fucking... I mean, they're showing they're full of piss and vinegar here because they're all upset with each other. They all suspect each other. Cause well, it's like Candace said. They're at each other's throats for this big fucking part. Only three roles. Because there is no humanity in dancing, Griff. That's right. It's dog eat dog. And we meet a character, the biggest douche, Bert. And he's just being sassy as fuck. Oh, did I get the name wrong there? It's not Will. It's no, Bert. this is Will. Willie's there, too. Okay, because I, I have somebody here saying, you suspect the killer's one of that us. It was Willie. It was Will, okay. And they're like, well, we all knew Janice and Susan were going to get those parts. So do you think it was Gloria or Jill, one of the understudies? Yeah. So, you know, of course, you're going to work with the bottom rank there. It's got to be one of them. Everyone's trying to throw everyone else under the bus. Right. Scene. Everybody's hot here. Including and, Margie, because yeah. she's like... We wouldn't have this thing if Candace wouldn't push these kids so hard. Right. This bitter competition is literally killing these children. Right. Because Candace is all about mind games. All about mind games. And then Bert's like, well, did you hear this? This was his voice. Did you oh. hear this? Oh, did you hear this? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Su- I heard that Susan and Janice did a little side hustling, you know, selling their ass because that's the only thing you can do with dancing. Yeah. And he's like... He's throwing it in Borges' face. Maybe if you got your head out of your ass, out of this school maybe, you would have been tracing them, putting tracks on them, figuring out what they get up to at night because they go bump in the night. Yeah, you can tell these are rich kids. And they're like... Borges is like fucking blue-collar working class. So there's some class classism going on. And he's like... Just, he just fucking... Just, he's had enough with these kids. He wants to punch the shit out of them, but he knows he can't because they're rich kids. Right. He's biding his time. He's like, my moment always comes. So I like, always get to slap so the guy. So he walks away. Goes, Maybe it's just a psycho hates dancers because you're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Right. And you know, Davis, of course, comes up. Boss, boss, boss. You won't believe this. 
perfect audio recording. Coming right out of the Glimmer Man, too, <laughs> where we also got perfect audio recording. Does no one know what recording? Reco- Never mind. It's a movie. Yeah, it's fun. It was basically a Walkman. Yeah. It's a fun. It's fun. And they and uh, we're just like, all right, hold on to that. We might need that. Right. So now we got Dick and Candace meeting up again, but this time I don't think like, they're meeting up. I think they're just getting gas. You think, think they, they were, got I caught, they, or they, they think, think they were? I think they were together. Oh, I thought they just st- stopped to get some gas. Oh, okay. And so yeah, so Dick's in the car. He makes fucking Candace pump the gas in her fucking fur coat. Right, and while she's sitting out there, you know, thinking about things, you know, looking at the how much it's charging Biden's fucking America. God, so much for yeah. gas money. I don't know why it's char- making our gas expensive here in Italy, but. Fuck, this sucks. And then she looks up at the billboard, and she... She's a familiar face. A very familiar face. Familiar face does, too, because it's the killer from her dream. She gets back in the car and tells Dick, I met that man. He killed me in a dream. And Dick's already got his dick out. He's just like, hey, I don't (laughs) give a shit. Dick ain't going to blow itself. Right. Start driving. Start stroking. Let's go. And she's like, "Uh, no. He's like, he's like, He's like, it's just a coincidence. You, maybe you, you, this this uh, billboard's everywhere, right? This billboard's everywhere. This guy's probably had bit parts and everything. He's probably in the background uh, of a couple Lucci movies. Yeah. Is that Fulci? Fulci. What? Well, it's okay. I did it the first time. But I threw you <laughs> off. But uh, Susan Lucci. Uh, Susan? Yeah, he's like, you probably seen him somewhere. Don't. It, it, it's a dream. What the fuck? This isn't a David Lynch movie. They don't. They don't. It doesn't mean anything, right? And she's like, I think it does. I'm gonna look into it. And I love this because we just cut away, and she is already showing up at a shady hotel. I love it because it's like cut the fucking fat out. I don't right. I, I, I like the best thing about Halloween. Every movie's ninety minutes. Yes, I think the last one's a little over that, but yes, I was like, thank you, Fulci. You know how to make a movie ninety minutes. We want to watch Borges work. We don't right. want to watch Candace do right. detective work. Well, she told us what all we need to know. I'm going to call the modeling agency because she's got, she's, of course, she's got hookups everywhere. Everywhere, she's got dancers for days. Right, and they give they give her the names like yeah, and he lives over in the in the uh, in the Ginty district. Yes, and in this flop house, apparently. Time hasn't been kind. I guess modeling doesn't make pay the bill. Well, male modeling probably doesn't pay the bills. Male model definitely doesn't. There's not as much want for the dicks out there. All right. So she walks up there. The guy immediately says, you got one fight out for the sheets. Sheets. Uh, I'm just looking for a guy, Robertson. I'm here for him. She's Robinson. Wa- she's wearing a mink coat, by the way. Yeah. This is the first scene I believe we see her wearing, the big white mink. Yeah. So she's going into a shithole hotel with a white mink jacket. Right. That's asking for trouble. Well, it's asking for some bribes because that guy knows he can work her, the guy at the desk. Right. He's like, I don't know nothing. I can't I can't let you. He's like, I know George. He's my friend. I don't want to wait outside. It's cold. Well, you're wearing this fucking mink. You shouldn't be cold at all. But he's like, I, how would a fucking uh, Abraham Lincoln change your mind? Puts a five in there. He's like, oh, whatever you say, ma'am. Here's yeah. the key to his apartment right now. Right. And we follow Candace up to the room. Room 96. Great year. Red Wings were great that year. And Or uh, is it room 69? Oh, shit. Let's see. Yeah, I see. And, yeah, and then she just starts griffing the place, just flipping everything over. Yeah. He's so broke, Griff, he can't even afford the sheets. He's sleeping on a stained mattress. That's it. Sometimes he's got to lick the stains for nutrition because he can't even <laughs> feed himself. There's a lot of protein in those stains, Griff. Yeah, there is uh, two like cat food cans around the house too. Yeah, that's that's the cheapest shit you can buy. Ten cents a can. Yeah, she's just 
fucking flipping through everything. She goes to. I don't know why she need. I, all right, it's his underwear drawer. Do you need to smell his underwear? No, no you don't. You don't. But it's good to see that uh, apparently women's are complete pervs too. Yeah, like, you and know? it's good to see they were clean underwear. Right. That's impressive for a man who's yeah. soil, who's like living a soiled life, soiled sheets, soiled mattress. No sheets. This is no soiled sheets. Mattress. Excuse me. Yeah, I can't afford. Right. And, and he's got a, dr- a drawer full of his glamour shots, just right. dick hanging everywhere. There's one with the fabulous ones in there. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to tell you his turnouts and turnouts, but I don't know. They didn't do that for Playgirl. That's right. So yeah, she's looking at it, and then all of a sudden he stumbles in. He's drunk as fuck. Why wouldn't you be? You're living that life, right? She shrieks and is like, "I got to get out of here!" Rushes right past them, leaves her purse, leaves her purse, and he's just, "Calm down, bitch! Haven't you ever seen a goddamn drunk before?" <laughs> and then one grift deserves another because as soon as she leaves, he starts griffing her purse. Yeah, and he pulls the money out immediately, which oh, I yeah. would do. And then he knows she's a passport, so he's like, oh, I know who this woman is now. Right. All right. And so, yeah, of course, she's got all this information. And then we cut over to a man disguising his voice. <laughs> it's coming up again, He's Murray. got a pair of underwear over the receiver. Or is it a woman? We don't know who it is. Well, we got to stop gendering I, him. Yes, I know. Uh, but I'm assuming it's a man because he's like, hey, Dr. Uh, Professor or Lieutenant Borges, you're yeah. such a nerd. He actually says that. Like, right. You're such a nerd. I'm going to kill again because I love it. You're never going to catch me. Right. And, of course, the nails are just perfectly, you know. Manicured. Yeah. Manicured. Bit down. One of them was bit down and everything. Yeah. Come get me. And then we cut to this, like, uh, audio uh, lab they have at the police station. <laughs> the most biggest bullshit yeah. I've ever heard. Well, you know, every voice is unique, much like a, f- a fingerprint. Bullshit, obviously. Bullshit. There's, yeah, there's literally like 7 billion different tones of voice in the world. And we just got this beautiful uh, giant computer apparatus, reel-to-reel Re- going yeah. on, and then just a couple knobs, like Star yeah. Trek, and they're just pushing buttons, adjusting knobs. Right. Suddenly, they, they like... He explains, even if you change your voice, we can clean it up so we can hear your real voice. Fucking bullshit. But we go with it. This is a silly movie. We're going to go with it. Right. And Borges is just nodding along. He's like, I, okay, okay. I'm following this way in my brain memory banks. And then he remembers the little Walkman conversation that Davis is. Hey, Davis, give this guy this thing so he can. Right. Because they think it's got to be one of the kids. at the. They at, think at it's school. one of the kids there. So he's going to be able to just go ahead, isolate each kid yelling their filth at Borges because they were all throwing filth at him right. or each other. So he's like, we'll be able to narrow. If this doctor is right, this audio professor is right. right. I mean, th- that's actually the guy who does art audio for Golden yeah, Globes Theater. Right. This guy, he knows how to set up a hi-fi. He didn't even read Playboy magazine from the 60s. Yes. You know, I have the proper modulation right. tones. He is the speed sin of audio uh, you know, yeah. knobs. And while they're doing, they're listening again to the, the thing. And Borges is like, man, that's a very whispery Kenny Omega voice going on there. You, you think it's a woman? Yeah. We don't know. He's looking at his his like suspect list, and he's just like, this just doesn't add up. So Candace agrees. She calls up uh, George, apparently, to meet up because she wants her purse back. Right. And they agree to meet. They meet like like on the, the banks of the Hudson River or some shit, wearing her mink. Why on the river? We've talked about docks. This isn't quite a dock, but it is on the river. You know what I liked about this Danger movie? Danger adjacent. I liked about this movie? It was set in the wintertime. You never see that. It's true. And I they like didn't that. hide that fact. Yeah, they, they embraced it. Right. 
And so apparently it was super fucking cold when they were filming too. I imagine it was especially would be. if you're Italian, you're not used to that. And so then they he they they, they go to a restaurant. They just they I like they they're, they're realizing they have more in common than they think. Right, and they're both thieves that go through people's property. Right, they're both really loose about going through people's shit. So they're getting along there. Boundaries, no boundaries. They're just they're having a lot of fun conversation. They're talking about the business. We get a is- shot of the World Trade Center too soon. I know it. This happened twenty years before right nine eleven, <laughs> but it is still too soon. Yeah, I didn't like that. You know, I never even thought about the World Trade Center like until it got knocked down. Like. I never realized it's in every fucking shot of a New York movie. New York, yeah. I think of Empire State Building. Right. It's incredible. Because they're, they're really ugly buildings. They need, you don't think they deserve to be knocked down because they're ugly. So apparently we know that Candace has been going around with Dick a little bit. She is probably so thrilled to find another guy. A real man. This a guy's real a fucking man. stud. He's a fucking sloppy drunk who sleeps on uh, you know well, just a box spring. Times. But she's into that kind of thing. Clearly. It's called slumming, Griff. Slumming. Yeah. yeah. She's definitely into slumming. Yeah, she's like this sophisticated, like highfalutin broad, and she wants to slum with the scum of the earth. Oh, yeah. She's... And it helps when he's got a big dick and he's hot. You know? <laughs> That's that... So she's not only like going to go out on another date, already inviting him back, buying him drinks. She's talking about getting him potential work. I know everybody uh, he, around. She sees he's hard times. He's in some hard times. Hard times. And she's like, I'll help you out. All right, so now we're going back to Borges. He's in the audio lab, and he's bringing in his A number one suspect, your favorite, Bert. The Bert uh, Borges is Ernie. And as Bert comes in and sits down. Smug look, pillowy fucking leather jacket. Yeah. They're just playing that audio of the, the video call. Or the video call. <laughs> the phone call. The, 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 the disguised murderer call. And Bert's hearing it, and he's getting a little smirk on his face like he just got caught. I wonder who that is, Lieutenant. He's got kind of an Omega whispery voice, doesn't he? Sounds pretty good to me. I think it's a good promo. And when he brings up Kenny Omega, like most people, that enrages Borges. He does Kojak. This is where Columbo becomes Kojak. He just slaps the shit out of this fucking kid. Confess! You did it! And Bert just I don't know why they're using celery for the slap sound. I though. didn't make sense, but at least it, it must they must have had a good deal on celery. <laughs> I mean, celery in Italy like, is Look, the celery's going to be limp pretty soon. We got to use it. <laughs> it's 80% water. <laughs> Whatever you said it was. <laughs> it's, it's crunchy water. It's crunchy water. It's, it, but it tastes worse than ice. That's the sad part. Oh, uh, so after he slaps him around a few times, he's like, confess. And Bertrand starts saying, yeah, I did. He goes, full Alex Jones. I killed the kids. I did it. I murdered every single Because I hate fucking Puerto Ricans. And then he starts throwing around racist words that we will not use. But he, yeah, he's, I hate that, Puerto Ricans. Apparently, uh, Janice, Borges or? has a little Puerto Rican in him, or he's been in some Puerto Rican, because that enrages him more. Yeah. And he just slaps him some more. Janice was half Puerto Rican. Yeah. And then he tells him. I have every right to break your fucking arm right now. So you're going to go ahead and go back into the clink, and there's some very ornery uh, Puerto Ricans in there that would like to meet you. Yeah, they're going to rape you. <laughs> and then they take him away, and then he's like, God, pistachios. He just reaches for his pistachios, <laughs> and he pulls it out, and it's cramming him in his mouth. He needs yeah. to calm down. And Davis comes in, and he's just like, God, we got him on audio tape. We got him every which way. He admitted to it. He's racist. He's a fucking punk. And 
Borges just calmly now just chewing on those pistachios. Just gets a couple in them, and it calms him down. Just got to get that oral fixation. And he's, now, he's, now he's back to Colombo. Yeah, he's, he's back to Colombo. No, that kid didn't fucking do it. He's an artist. This kid is doing anything to get his name out but there. He said, but he said he's an artist. Like, yeah. air quotes around that artist because this kid has no talent. Exactly. He's going full GGL and he's going to be yeah. shitting on stages and throwing it at his audience in no time. And he's like, he just wants to get his name in the papers. And Dave's like, no, what? We have everything. Voices. Voices. He's like, this kid's no killer. He's just a fucking garden variety asshole. Is what it is. <laughs> it is so good. All right, we're going back over to Dick, and he's got to check in on Candace because with Dick, Dick with Dick in hand, right? Because come on, she's a good squeeze. Right. I mean, these children are giving it up. He's well, like, all his all his girls he's been, he's preying on are dying. Are so dying. He's, he's so, got he's got to go the old well. We can't we can't think that he's the murderer because he's trying to fuck these girls. Right, he's trying to fuck a woman that's over thirty. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, he's an old. And so and she's she's like, oh, this is a dick move that late night booty call. And right. she's like, um, I'm seeing I, someone's here with me right now. Can you get the fuck out of here, Dick? Right. And and he just goes with his dick between his legs, scurries right. away. She returns to bed. George is already. In those sheets, and they're clean right. sheets. And he's smelling. The... <sighs> yeah, are great. There was a trash pile that they clearly just fucked in, and now they're back. In she sheets. did. There, she did burn his clothes. Yeah, before he got into <laughs> bed, <laughs> she did delouse him. Oh, I thought the pile of trash is where they were fucking, and now that they're done <laughs> fucking, they're just cuddling and shit. They're in her bed because she likes to get off on the slum right, slum shit. Yeah. But then she wants to go back to her luxury. Right, of course. Yeah. She's exactly. an uptown girl. She's right. living in her uptown world. She has two beds for a reason. The slum bed to fuck people in and then the uh, nice bed to lay in. Dirty girl. Dirty girl. And so he starts asking questions like does he know about me? Now he's acting suspicious. Very suspicious. And we already expect suspect him as a murderer because of her dream. Right. He's like Nobody knows about us, right? Like, no, not a single person. In like, the would world. I admit the fucking a piece of trash like you? What would the people at my fucking fucking polo club fucking think? Exactly. No, I can't, I can't bring you dockside. I can't bring you anywhere. There's no way this is gonna work out. Next morning, we're at the Art for Life Center. The show must go on. Oh yeah, she tells George, "Why don't you come meet me at the art center tomorrow?" Right. So apparently, all that talk was small talk, and she actually does pillow want him around talk, pillow yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah. So we, the, the, the girls are slaving away. They Janice is gone, so now I think it's between Jill and Gloria. They're right. The, the third spot's still up for grabs. Yeah. And they're doing, you know, they're doing this weird thing, like this, like dog begging. It was like, weird. Hand I didn't movements like. I didn't like hands. that. Yeah, yeah, they were flopping yeah, around. This is, I, when you got babes like Janice and Susan, they can pull it off. Right. But these girls are a little. You're right. It, 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 they were just doing a really good job pulling it off. These girls can't do it. Yeah. So that's why they're beyond third stringers. Right. And which puts a little shade on them. We're like, maybe they're the killer. So they do break up for the day. You know, everyone's going to go take a shower and everything. And George is there. Candace is actually at work for once because <laughs> right. apparently she's got George over to slum yeah, it Dick, up. Dick, like, office. called her into the control room. Yeah. And well, uh, she greets she greets George first, and then yeah. she says, "Yeah, I got to go meet Dick in his office real quick." Right, and then Gloria makes a beeline, like George, and just immediately starts kissing him. And he's like, "Whoa, you know, back off!" Right, you know. And while that's going on, Dick, who if he's not getting laid, he's got to be jerking off. So he's like zooming in on this. Again, this whole room, the dance studio room, is all cameras and microphones. 
and he's like turning up the volume and we learned that like that the George and Gloria have known each other from the past right and Gloria is like a child and right. Dick is very much a man George excuse me George yeah and Dick's just like going hmm like right. what's going on here very he's eavesdropping and then Borges walks in and he's just like I found your killer I think it's this guy right here. Look at him perving on these young girls. I would never do that. Do you believe in dreams, Mr. Borges? And then Candace comes back out, and she talks to George. She's like, what's what's going on with Gloria? And he's like, I don't... She, we did a modeling show together. Like she's like, 16. <laughs> when? And then he, he perfect. he's got the perfect explanation. Kids wear clothes too, Candace. <laughs> it was good. So she's like, I can't argue with that. Let's go to a Chinese restaurant. I or, hear this place called Marco Chen's. Marco Chen's. It's got the greatest Chinese Italian fusion. Wow, that's fascinating. I can't wait to try it. <laughs> what would you What would you recommend? The the uh, egg roll cannoli. Egg roll cannoli, cannoli roll. The cannoli roll. The ca- well, I, should I say the fortune cannoli is what I love. Fortune cannoli. Yeah. So they're just they're they're just talking, getting to know each other. That's what you do after you fuck somebody. You get to know them later. Then you get to know them. Yes, of right. course. And you know, Candace reveals why she had to give up dancing. She's yes. like, I was the greatest dancer of all time at one time. Way better than Susan. Way better. Tighter ass too. Tighter. Ass. I don't know about that. I, Candace. Candace had great tits. Her ass wasn't that great. And so she's just like, but then some madman on a motorcycle hit me. Fuck my legs up. I can never dance again. So I had to become a choreographer. <laughs> so, and then, and George's like, hmm, he's looking really suspicious about this, too. Right. He's just. And she's like, you're a piece of shit. You probably had tons of horrible things happen to you. He's like, yeah, I don't like to talk about him. Yes, right. I've had a horrible He, he just shoes it right off. Yeah. And, you know, he's asking, uh, what about Phil? Has he gotten back to you about any work for me? Yeah. Phil from the ad agency. Phil from the ad agency. And she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hear from him later tonight. I'll let you know. Right. And then a guy comes by with some fortune Chinese sticks. Lopan walks up. Lopan. Fortune. Yeah. Fortune. Can I read your fortune? He's like, no, 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 no. George shoes him the fuck away. And she's like, oh, come on, George. It'll let be him. fun. So he's got a cup full of Chinese sticks, as Griff calls them. I call them chopsticks. Okay. And he's like, pick, pick something. Was it the guy from Gremlins? I think that was the guy from Gremlins. The old guy. I don't remember his name. But, I don't know. But uh, he, he, he's like, Mogwai? Do you want the Mogwai? And he's like, no, I don't want a Mogwai. And he picks out two two Ch- Chinese sticks, Chinese Griff would sticks. say. There's writing on him. He's reading. He's like, you are murderer. <laughs> you are murderer. <sighs> and George's like, what? He starts screaming, you are murderer. And they go, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Fulci went a little <laughs> on the nose with this one. Yeah. So she's, he's like, now the night is fucking ruined. Right. I'm not getting late. Oh, don't, don't, don't go too far, sir. I'm still sucking that dick. Yeah, she's night. like, it's just fucking a fortune shit. Chill out. And then the phone rings. I'm glad you brought Fulci because this is Fulci. He's, oh. he's playing Phil. Oh, okay. And Phil's like, look, I know Epstein. We know the modeling world is full of scumbag fucking creeps. But we've looked into George's background. and All right, get this. He fucked an underage girl, and she died in the bed. That's even too creepy for us. Oh, 
I hope George doesn't hang himself in jail. And then he's like, we can't give him a job. So now we're like, holy shit. We're putting it together in our mind, Griff. Young, nubile, prepubescent girls getting killed. Yeah. George has a, has a thing for that. That's his fetish. Right. And he kills him with his dick. Yep. And so she straight up asks George, like, she's like, I'm not horny enough to fuck this guy right now. I'll wait a day and then call him back up. Right. So she asks him to leave, and George, he obliges. Right. Cut two. Candace back at the center, but she's by herself. She's, right. she's probably working on some new music, some new lights. Right, something. I mean, she's like uh, the lead choreographer and all that shit, so it's like she's got work to do, of course. And she's just she's thinking about what she's got to do, and then paranoia is coming for her because they start playing that music. Right, and so she's going up to the DJ booth to turn it off, uh, I, I I think she clicks it off and then she steps down and suddenly the fucking chloroform's coming. Right, at we her. see it in the fucking camera first, and yeah. then it goes on her face, and then she lies down. Her great beautiful breasts are bared, up does the shirt, and then it pulls. We see the hand holding the hat pin and it pulls away and pulls. And oh my god, they're going to show us who it is, and it's Margie. Margie, of course, blame the black person, be the killer. It's Jaretta Jaretto. Yeah, and she's boom 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 boom. Boom, boom. And just she's about to pierce. Did you, you also notice when Susan died, he literally put the pin in a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Went nowhere near the heart. Yeah, she had an enlarged heart, actually. Yeah. Well, so. she had enlarged breasts, too, but you know, there's a lot of breast tissue there. <laughs> so, and it's very dense, which is bad for a mammogram. <laughs> and so, and then just she's about to pierce that beautiful breast. Margie starts crying. Drops it. Yeah. Tweaks the nipple. Tweaks yeah, it. Yeah, to do that. Yeah. And then Dick rushes in, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And then she's like, "She explains. She's like, I, I hate her. I fucking hate her. She ruins everything. I wanted to make it look like the killer got her to get her out of the way." Okay, so maybe she's staging this for Dick because she knew Dick was there. Like. I don't know who to suspect anymore. This is getting too crazy because Dick looks guilty. Well, I love how these accept her explanation. She's yeah. just like, hey, no, I didn't I didn't kill the other girls. I just wanted to make it look like the, the killer killed her so I could get off on murder. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to right. it. Right. So I guess attempted murder, you could get away with it in, in New York back in the early right. 80s. There was so and much crime. No need to call the cops in this situation because I know what Dick did. He dicked her. Dicked There's her no over. way Dick did not fuck this woman after Wow, I should really go to the cops for, you know, chloroforming, knocking out your boss, attempting to murder her. He's like, you've experienced a trauma. I need, you need to relax. You need to relax with my penis in your mouth. Right. Yes. So now smooth we're... Smooth operator, Dick. Smooth operator. Relax with my penis in your mouth. Exactly. He, he just said penis. Yeah. He didn't get vulgar. That's right. Dick is professional. <laughs> professional creep. <laughs> now we're going over to Jill. Jill. Third string, right? The, or not third string. She was the third best. Third best. The sister of Bob, the cripple. Okay. Who we haven't seen since the beginning of the movie. But he might, because he's crippled, he might be a killer. I'm Wait, saying. So, oh yeah, he was the guy who was limping, right? Yeah. And it seems like cripple runs in the family. Because well, we know a- that crippled people are the most deranged. They're, they're crippled in the mind as well as the body. Okay. So we're always we're always suspicious of somebody who can't walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, we get this bratty little bitch Molly Veruca Salt. <laughs> she's a crippled girl who forces she's being babysat because you can't leave a crippled child alone. 
She's being babysat by Jill. Yes. And she's forcing Jill to watch insect slideshows. And Jill's reaction to the slideshows. This is her 12th time of watching. Are it, awful. Because she goes, ew, gross. It's just like a grasshopper <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the grass. Ew, this is disgusting. Well, that's why Molly's doing it. Because she's getting off on disturbing Jill. Right. And then she, he, she offers up to Jill, hey, why don't you uh, take me down to the living room and dance for me? No, Jill. I mean, yeah, Molly says. Molly that says that to Jill because she's so demanding. It's fucking bitch. Yeah, there's so much classism going on underneath the surface of this movie. This right. is deeper than we're actually thinking. She it knows is. how some of those girls make their extra money. <laughs> Damn well, yeah, because <laughs> her dad's probably fucked Jill a couple times. Is this, <laughs> is this Dick's daughter? We don't know. So she's like. You may remove yourself from my presence and, like, tells Jill to get the fuck out of her face. Like, I'm going to be up here watching my fucking insect slideshow. Right. And so Jill heads down. She's sitting on the couch reading a paper under her. I think this is Dick's daughter because she's a creep, too, because she immediately pulls out her, her fucking zoom lens yeah. and starts taking pictures of Jill just reading a book. Right. And then the phone rings, moaning. Uh... Um, nobody by the name lives here. Click. Not disturbed at all by all, just like whatever. <laughs> well, it's the 80s. We, we, like you just said, we would get those all the time. Right. Uh, and the phone keeps ringing. More moaning. Oh, man. <laughs> Must got our wires crossed. <laughs> Sorry. Nobody by that name here. Click. Rings again, and then she recognizes the voice. And she's like, oh, you're going to come over? Great. Yeah. I'll throw the crippled girl, I'll throw her out of her fucking chair. She's not going to be. I'll put her in her cage. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a ring at the doorbell. Oh. Opens the door, recognizes the person. It's like, oh, it's you. Uh, no. While that's going on, pervy ass Molly's taking pictures of it all. Yeah. And then Jill gets killed. Jill gets killed. Kill Jill. That's my favorite fucking Garantino movie. All right, so the police, they're waiting outside of Jill's place because, of course, they knew – well, not Jill's place, Molly's place, yeah. but they're following Jill because they recognize the trend. They know they're going for the top three dancers, and right. Jill's the next up. So Yeah, because I think they were probably bodyguarding her or something like that. Right. Yeah. And, so, and then Dick, a familiar, a familiar Dick, stumbles out of the building. It's Dick. It's actually Dick. And he jumps in his car, and they go, hey, there he is. That's the guy. Get him. <laughs> so they arrest Dick. Uh, he goes in and is immediately just saying, oh, no, 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 no. She was dead when I got there. I was terrified to find her dead body on the door when I, or on the door on the floor when I opened the door. Yeah, Borges is like, it's common knowledge. You fucked every single one of these girls. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Hello. No, not quite. Only one I was involved with was Jill. That's why I was at her apartment. But I love her. She's so great. The 16 year old girl understands me so much better than my wife. That's right. I mean, it's not like you found me with a pen or any cotton on me. And like, uh-oh. Cut to the next morning. We see a cop just searching Dick's car. There's no no evidence, no Nothing. pins, yeah. no cotton. He's he, he's innocent. All right. So now uh, Davis, we're back at the police station. Davis rushes in. Borges, you're not going to believe it. Molly has solved the case. She's got pictures of the murderer. Get the slide projector out. Every place had a slide projector. Every back place. Then. Put it in. It's fucking bugs. Just bugs. Borges is like, what? And then there's a picture of a like a small child. He's like, that doesn't look that's a that's a psycho looking killer right there. Yeah. And then we get a picture of a beautiful Armani leather jacket. Huh. 
And we're like, and then Dave immediately goes, well, that's not Dick's kink. He doesn't, he's not a leather daddy. Yeah. So he's he's innocent. Release him. Right. They literally released him because he doesn't, he's not known to wear leather. And he notices something about the slide and he picks it up and turns it over and just goes, huh. Hmm. Back at the Arts for Living Center. Yep. Bob is in the girls' locker room creeping on Gloria. Oh, yeah. We get the nice shot of Gloria riding <laughs> into the Living Arts Center with a full mink on. Your, one of your favorite scenes. Yeah, a full-length mink riding a bike. That shit would get caught in the get chain. Get your priorities together, that all right? That shit would get caught in the chain so fast. Yes. Oh. But these are some obviously this is school for rich kids, which would probably most art schools are because art schools art school is useless. It's basically you don't become an artist. You you go to art school to learn technique. You're, I think you're born an artist. I don't think you can go to art school to become an artist. It's That's like right. it's like you're born funny. You can't become funny. Right. So, and, yeah, so she arrives in her make those kids like, wow, do you hear? that's that's the next girl. She's probably going to die. Right. And we got one of the other stooges we we've been seeing around all the time, Bob. He's creeping hard on Gloria. He's in the fucking girls' locker room. Of course he is. Were they actually going to fuck, or was she telling him to no. fuck off? Yeah, telling him to fuck. Well, she no, she felt sorry for him because his sister had just gotten killed. Oh, because he's the bum-like kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember, because don't we see Gloria naked here? N- n- a little bit later. No, she's not naked. She get, But she obviously, she gets killed, so her, bear, her breasts get bared. Okay. But, no, she's just Bare breasts get bared. She, bare breasts? Those are the best breasts. So she is going to get naked. She's ready to get in the shower. Because, why? Because the lights are starting to go on and off. That's shower <laughs> time, apparently. People like hot showers. People hot do quick like showers. That. Yes, that's right. Bill, and so she's like, you know, I'm sorry your sister died, but hey, at least I get the top spot now. I mean, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Can't you just – can't my victory be your victory? And then Bob, the look at disgust. You're all filthy whores! <laughs> and he just – Fucking limps his way out. So we get, of course, the PA coming on. She just rode into school, but get, apparently she's been here yeah. all day. Well, we don't know. There could have been some time. Yeah, exactly. There. Get in the showers. 15 minutes to closing. Get in the showers. Just like one of our first mur- well, our first murder. Soon as she tra- fucking hits the shower, gets the steam rolling in, turns around, chloroformed. Yep. And then we see Candace. She is at George's place because she's she's convinced from that fortune cookie thing and the story she heard about him fucking girl to death that right. he is the killer. And she's going through, she's griffing through his shit, and she notices, oh my god, there's a hat pin and there's some chloroform. Oh my god! So she's like, George, I got. He's like, hey, you ready to go to Denny's? She's like, George, I something came up. I gotta go. This bitch always wants to go to Denny's. Something's afoot here. Right. So she leaves. He immediately sees the drawer open. He always closes that drawer. Always. And he's like, oh, my God. She found my fucking murder fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, my murder shit. I got to go get her. <laughs> so he drives straight to her place, but she's not there because she went straight to Lieutenant Borges. Yep. She's going to snitch. Right. She's like, Borges, I, I closed the case. I found it. Yeah. Red handed. The fucking hat pin with the lion uh, head with the rubies in it and right. the chloroform. You know, that needle, just like the needle that was found in that canary. Right. And, I mean, I did I tell you about my dream yet? I had a dream. This man killed me in it. And then he just so happens to fall right in my lap after I bought him some Chinese-Italian food. And then Borges is like, hmm, that's, that's how, that checks out. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into that. Why don't you just go home 
and Wolf Wolf pick up George. You're right. He probably did it. And he's remembering back. He's just like, didn't I tell Davis not to tell anybody about that canary? <laughs> and then Dave, speaking of Davis, he walks in. He's like, yeah, you're not going to believe it. I got the files right here. George fucked a girl to death. It's him. <laughs> it, it's close. Open, shut case. Let's it's George. fucking put this guy behind bars. Meanwhile, Candace arrives at the center. She finds Gloria. Her beautiful breasts have been pierced. Oh. And she's like, oh, my God, the fucking strobe lights are still going. I thought the show, they think she'd be locked down by now. Right. It should be. Maybe when you come and unlock the doors, it's somehow somehow like a full house system or the light switch is right there by the door. So she does the proper thing. She calls Borges, says, Borges, I just found Gloria. George has killed another person. And she hangs up and then... That fucking sweet Keith Emerson music starts to play. <laughs> so Candace is only a little freaked out by this. She's walking around. She's not. She doesn't. No, she's this. super freaked out by this point. She's like she was, sweating okay. and like just like stand, uh, 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 you know, like jumping at everything. Right. She's walking around. She's you know trying to figure out what's going on. She's calling out to people. She walks into the control room where the videos of the girls that were recently killed are playing for her. And because we see George is manipulating the thing. He's like fucking with her now. Yeah. So, yeah, he's showing her all the girls that have been killed and it's just playing on a loop. Right. And then George finally actually approaches her and he pulls out the needle that Candace found in his drawer. He's like, you're looking for this? Is this what you're looking for? No, don't. Don't. You were the man that ran me over with a motorcycle and ruined my career. You did it. So that was out of nowhere. <laughs> right. Well, no, they, she talked about it in the she Chinese did. restaurant. I know, I know, but still. I was... I, but I think what it is, it, it, she didn't know until now. It like came back to her. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking she's saying. And then George's like, Candace, you're sick. No, I'm not the murderer. Right. And she's like, no, you ruined my life, and now I'm going to ruin your life. And she just runs up on him, and he's holding the needle like out for some reason. Yeah, she impales herself on the fucking needle. <laughs> now you're gonna go to jail forever because you ruined my life, and then she dies. So Borges shows up like a few seconds later <laughs> yeah. with Davis, and to think we came to arrest her. What? <laughs> so he knows everything. And so George is sitting there, he's crying. He's like, oh, my God, you know, he's, he's, he had feelings for this woman. It's right. And he's like, you know what? I did. I was the guy who hit and ran her. I ruined her fucking life. I didn't even think about her. I was just, you know, I was drunk. It was just a Saturday night for me. Just another Saturday night for me. And we learned, I guess she planted that evidence at his, in his flop house. And, she, and then Dave's like, she must have had some sort of neurosis. <laughs> And uh, just like a good Columbo episode, when did you suspect her? Moment I met her. Because right. <laughs> Borges is like, well, I saw a little slideshow earlier tonight. Yeah. And I noticed that if you turn it other way around, how does, does it mean shit? How does he know which way is the right fucking way? True. First of all, it was off because his whole his whole explanation's off. But what does he care? He's like, I solved the case. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Because... She's holding it in the right hand, and when they flipped it, it was in the left hand. So actually, he didn't have it right. But of course, what what he found out was because men have the buttons on the right side of their jackets, women have it on the left. Yeah. So when he flipped it around, he saw that it was on the left, and she, nobody knew about this canary. So remember, Davis. Remember what did I tell you? Lips sealed. 
And then we just get a zoom in on poor uh, Candace dead. And we get fucking some like, moral lesson at the end. Often crime is a distorted form of human endeavor. Said by John Huston in the movie The Asphalt Jungle, which I don't know what the fuck that has to do with anything. I don't know, but there you go. So there you have it, people. This is a this is the embodiment of what a giallo is. But even though it's Halloween, we're not going to do four straight giallos. We're going to do one in the beginning of the month, this one, and at the end of the month. In between, we're doing Italian, so we got to do some monster shit too. Cool, cool. So next week, Griff, we are heading to Satan's Cinema. For a little movie by Bava, no, I'm not talking about Mario Bava, who is no stranger to this show because we did do his movie Danger Diabolic. Oh yeah, man, and, and he did man, many. Man. He did some great horror movies too. He did the movie Black Sabbath, which gave the band their name. Black Ooh. Sabbath. But we're not doing that. We're doing his son Lamberto Bava, and the movie Demons. So we're de- we're going straight to hell next week. So see you then, and keep it spooky.